What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 16. Here with my guy, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing good. It's pretty early here. We're doing this at a different time, man. There's uh, so much so much football on the horizon that I figured I'd get up really early uh, on the East Coast and uh, join you guys. I think it's like, you know, 7 a.m. here. I'm hosting you- right now here in Portugal, I'll be honest. It's it's 12 o'clock here in Lisbon. And yeah, it's, it's the grind, I guess, right? On a, on a Thursday in the middle of uh, August, getting yeah. this done. Uh, yeah, so... that's, that's, what, that's what you got to do when uh, someone important is going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, can we, yeah. what can we do about that? And, it, and it's not you or I, right? But guess what? We're going on vacation because we've got all the leagues started right soon and uh we're we're here with our what we're here with our prediction episode right exactly so this episode will dedicate like for the listeners that are starting to listen now uh the majority is going to be premier league predictions Mm -hmm. so we're going to say our top six top goal score even with transfers that are coming (laughs) assists (laughs) i'd say that and uh relegation who we think is going to go down Yep. <laughs> by the end of this this season i think we'll look maybe a bit stupid but let's hope not That's so the uh let's let's get it started so with uh the top six in the premier league uh Ooh. let's go one by one and who's your number six who's i'm, your number I'm gonna six? hey you know progress uh in any respect is is incremental right um you, you can't expect someone to go from eighth ninth to first or seventh to first uh, I'm going to say my sixth place is Arsenal. Um, and it, it really, really kind of comes down to you do have you have Chaka back. You've got uh, a couple targeted signings so far that have addressed maybe what people uh, see as concerns. I don't really see cent- center back as a concern, uh, more so than uh, finding uh, more attacking flair. Uh, but, hey, I, I think if they can keep their core healthy, uh, Gabriel – uh, and uh, oh man, who is the center? Ben White uh, yeah. should yeah should be a very solid center back pairing. Um, and I think uh, I think the academy products are going to come clean. They're going to do well. I think Smith Rowe and Soccer are going to have the seasons of their lives. I think Obama Yang is going to get back on his uh, on his horse and and score maybe ten to fifteen goals. Um, and I think they're going to move up incrementally and set the bar higher for for the year you know, the next year. Um, what do you think? I, I, I think Arsenal Euro, uh, Arsenal European football, um, it's going to happen. My my sixth place is Arsenal too. Uh, oh, but I have a reason why. I've got two reasons. And I think Arteta might get sacked this season. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to just put it out there. I think Arteta yeah. might, get, might get sacked this season. Because the truth is, this is the, the all-in. Arteta, okay? They're uh-huh. spending money when there's no European competitions. And the mm-hmm. fact that there's no European competitions, you have to end up in the top six. The least. Okay? The least. No European competitions, top six. And another reason why uh, I did put them in the top six is because I think Saka will get better next season. Smith Rowe will get better next season. Obama Yang, I do expect him performing as a three three fifty k a week, right? Yeah. Like you have to score goals for w- when you're receiving that amount of money. And right. Ben White, I I do criticize Ben White a lot, but I think he's he's going to be a good pair 
with Ben White, uh, with Gabriel. You see, he won't yeah. be the next level uh, center back duo like we're going to see maybe at City, still Liverpool and United. But they'll be a good enough duo in my opinion. But they yeah. still need another midfielder next to Partey. They need another midfielder next to Partey. And his name so, is Miguel Aziz. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, and we, I'm also excited. Uh, here's what you have to think about, right? Arteta getting sacked, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. an interesting prediction. I'm, I'm going to actually, we're going to revise that or look at that down the road. Um, they need to keep healthy. And already in the early friendlies, you've got Thomas Partey. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he's injured. Gabriel, I think, picked up an injury as well. And like, come on, that doesn't bode well. Uh, if that's going to happen all throughout the season, because they're working, they're going to be working with a smaller roster because guess what? They don't have European competition to deal with. Um, so I'd expect them to go hard at the FA cup as well. Um, and I, I really, we have to shout out one name in there that I would love to see get his chance because of the working with a smaller roster. And that's Falar and Bal- Balogun. And I probably mm-hmm. threw up his name. Um, I mean, there was that whole kind of, um, contract thing back and forth uh whether or not he was going to go or stay uh, but this this kid could be the truth i mean he could be a really solid go-getter for them um but i, I expect to see incremental growth from from the youngsters this year uh and and i think a guy like kieran tierney is not yeah. going into this season to uh to take seventh or take eighth seventh or eighth Whatever they did last season, it ain't happening under eighth, uh, eighth, eighth, eighth. Tierney this year. Okay, so um, and, and we, you know, <laughs> I just I just knocked my microphone down. That's how excited I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's so, see. Let's. The, I still can't hear you, Walt. Door. <laughs> I could kick in now here while Brendan's seeing the mic. I feel like it's very important too. If James Madison is coming in, okay. We need to start looking at Arsenal as a top four, maybe. Okay? Because if they sign Madison plus a player that's really good in midfield next to Partey, that's mm-hmm. that is pretty much that's pretty much it in my opinion. But if they're giving Reese Nelson, Joey Willock, Maitland Niles, and there was another player too, that is too much. But the player that you forgot to mention, I think, is Martinelli. Martinelli sure. won't be seen the same if he doesn't perform this season because he can't use the injuries as an excuse anymore because he's, right. he's played in the Olympics coming off the bench, I think. Mm-hmm. So he's back. Okay, so so let's see. Let's see. Any, yeah, any let's, let's see. Yeah, so you can hear me okay now after I yeah, just yeah, yeah. threw my <laughs> microphone across the room? Goodness. <laughs> I told you it's early here. Uh, so uh, why don't you start with your number five? Okay, my number five, I'm going to go safe here. I'm not going to go bold. I'm going to go Leicester. Because Leicester, I feel like now we can we can trust them. Uh, I like the coach. I like Brendan Rodgers. And just the fact that Brendan Rodgers refused to coach Tottenham, that shows that Leicester are doing a pretty pretty good job. Good owner. Overall, fantastic team. Even if they sell Madison for $70 million, that's a one heck of a deal. And I trust them to get two players like Madison. Okay. So, Pastan Daka, I think, is going to work out wonderful. Uh, Somare, uh, last podcast, I only praised him. I'm going to praise him even more. He's a baller. Okay. Somare mm-hmm. is going to shock the league. Tielema, 
uh, Vardy, they got so many talents. So I'm I'm pretty safe on them. Number five. Well, here, here, I'm going to pour a little uh, cold water on that excitement there, uh, Alex. Um, I, I, I had them as uh, number five as well, which shows, I guess, how much we think alike. Um, I, I think we'll change that in the near future, I'm sure. But uh, that Wesley Fafana, I don't know if you saw that, but it, it, he's, yeah. probably, he's probably out the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that hurts. Now. They have uh, Soyuncu, I think is how you pronounce that last name, the, the Turkish center back. Yes. Um, they have Johnny Evans as well. I, I don't really know who they have behind that. I mean, Big big West Morgan's gone, right? Is um, Kabak going there, I think? Uh, he, well, he could be, yes. And and I would imagine that they're going to address that sooner, sooner um, rather than later, and they probably should because Fafana being out. But Fafana, even in his uh, – I think he came in in October of last year, he was just unbelievable, right? Absolutely unbelievable. And to miss that, um, you know, it, it's a cog in the wheel that unfortunately uh, uh, puts them at seventh for me. Um, even though I, I, you know, if you did this a month ago, I actually had them in the top three, top, top four. Mm. Right. Um, so is Wesley Fafana that important to them? I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know, but you're right. Like Bubakari Samare, Wilfred Nditi, Yuri Tielemans, um, Harvey Barnes to to kick it up a notch uh, again. Uh, there's a lot of really good pieces there, and yet number five, I have Tottenham. Oh, I don't know why. No, just kidding. I know why. Um, and and this is more kind of an atmospheric type of take on Tottenham. I'm going to treat Tottenham like the West Ham of last year. Uh, you might recall West Ham heading into last year's season. Uh, there was a lot of internal strife. Uh, you know, transfers not happening, uh, a whole lot of what the heck is going on at West Ham. And man, they're looking like they're going to get relegated. And then what do they do? They go on and they have the best season, I believe, in, in their history, right? Or one of the best seasons in their recent history. Yes. Um, so I think this internal strife brought on at, at Spurs by the whole Harry Kane craziness. And I know you, you, you know, we have more to say about that in the near future. Um, I, I, this is the type of crap that actually unites a team. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you got, you have to look at the midfield uh, that they're building on. Okay. They're going to need a potentially need a striker. Oh, maybe. You love Hoiberg. Right? Oh. Yeah. Hoiberg. I mean, Dombele, uh, Los Celso, uh, Oliver Skip and Harry Winks. Uh, it, it, hopefully neither of them go out. I, I want them to actually get their chance this season. And then you got Son. Son is he's going to have to perform this year. Um, they're going to have to bring in another attacker, uh, probably a striker. Mm-hmm. And we already know who our preferred target would be. We'll mention him probably later. But, I mean, I, I do believe that the core is here. And then you add Christian Romero to the to the mix and Golini. Uh, this is not a – this is a good team. I mean, this is not a team that should be uh, – that, that could be the Denmark of this season. That's what I'm saying. Okay, they should come together, uh, and I think uh, I think it would be a, a coup for them uh, to finish fifth. Even though I, I would imagine most Spurs supporters say, right, "What are you talking about? We should be two, three every year, right?" Um, but that's my fifth. Well, the potential that Spurs had, even when Bale left the club, like they were they were being set as like the future club, like that would yeah. overthrow and even win the league. The right. hype with Poch, Tottenham, like did achieve 
big lengths, but they're in seventh in my list. I'm just going to say that. I don't okay. think Tottenham are going to have a big, big season. I think they'll suffer with Harry Kane leaving. He's going to leave. Uh, yeah. And it'll be it'll be very hard. Uh, so number my number five was Leicester. So you want to start with the four? No, uh, you want me. I could start with the four. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and start with the four because I have a so, feeling I'm going to get dragged in the mud. <laughs> We're going to start the Champions League football, guys. So <laughs> pay attention. Uh my number four is Man United, okay? Mm. Why Man United? First of all, if you listen to this podcast weekly, you know I'm not a big fan of Oli. And I think this is going to be Oli's last season of Man United. Uh, I think he's going to be exposed with players like Varane, players like Maguire having enough. Uh, I think the, the locker room will have enough. And no title, no Oli. That's it. Too much money spent, and it is a young squad, okay? So he did develop, and the the fact that, that's why I don't get why they had the contract extension, okay? That's, the contract extension is like so, I don't get it, because they needed guarantees, in my opinion. A big club like Man United needs guarantees that they're going to win titles, and mm. what, does Oli give that? He doesn't give that to me, okay? I'm going to put them in fourth. And, yeah, I think Sancho will have a fantastic season. But uh, I think they, they'll, they'll end up in fourth. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so think you're, saying, you're saying growing pain, basically. They're, they're uh, gonna... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I think the Champions League, they'll, they'll, they'll go through in the Champions League. They'll go far, okay. in my opinion. Okay. okay. But, uh, but I'm not seeing okay. the rest. So like a like a maybe a rising fourth, but they need they need the proper proper coach uh, for them to to Fact, kick even on, Varane right? can get injured too. Varane is injury oh, prone, and yeah. an injury prone Varane could be good in the Champions League setting, and yeah. not in the Premier League this week in week out. And the top my top three is too strong, I think, for United still. They did add up Varane. They have Maguire. They have Sancho. They have big dogs, but they need those. Van Dykes, Canes, oh, big, big, big players. You know, I think so. I think Cavani's got a a king like season. At, no, just kidding. I don't <laughs> I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll talk about United in a little bit because they're not my number four. My number four, and it's going to rankle you, is Liverpool. Mm. Um, you know, and there's actually a lot a lot to be said about. Well, first off, I have to preface this. My top four are going to be close. Like, this is close. I see this as a four-dog race. Uh, I'm not putting this in as, you know, say a Manchester City runs away 12 points type of league uh, situation like last year, right? Uh, I do see this as, as a four-horse race um, for most of the season. Um, and Liverpool being in fourth doesn't necessarily, for me, mean that they're going to be, you know, 20 points off the top, okay? So... Uh, I, there's a lot of good things to think about here, right? And the biggest one is what? Van Dyke, Joe Gomez, hopefully that center-back pairing is back, healthy, and, and ready for the season. And just in case, they, they spend a nice uh, chunk of money on Ibrahima Kanate, and they always have, you know, Joel Matip to uh, clean things up. And, and Fabinho, the new deal, that's a big deal as well for Liverpool. Um, and Trent, I also believe... And Allison. Deal, right? And, and Allison. Allison. Yeah, so they're really reaffirming their core. But here's the here's one of the biggest positives I have in, uh, for them, and, and it's making me almost uh, already second guess 
putting them in fourth is the return of Gomez, the, the return of any defensive depth for them allows a Trent Alexander-Arnold and a Robertson to go back to their old marauding ways, right? Exactly. And, and that's, that is a big deal. I really, I do, don't discount that, but I feel <laughs> like they need, they need a midfield injection. Um, and, and I feel like the other teams have kind of figured them, figured it out. They, they, they understand what makes Liverpool tick. Um, so even though I, I believe it's going to be carnage at the, in the top four, I got Liverpool on the outside looking in. Even though everything I just said was positive, so what the hell do I know? <laughs> You're a positive guy, Brendan. You're a positive yeah. guy, Brendan. Yeah. Uh, okay, you want me to go with the third place, so? Do it. Uh, my third place. This is so difficult this season, but my third place is Chelsea. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put Chelsea in third, even mm-hmm. though I think they're gonna get Lukaku. I think that deal's gonna happen, and that is scary. Okay, yes. my top three. Like, I don't know, the third place, like, Chelsea can be in first, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go bold here, and I think they'll end up in th- third, okay? okay? Because even though they had a Champions League team without a striker, and they mm-hmm. found that striker, I still feel like Liverpool and City, they're a different animal still for Chelsea. They need one more year or two to get the league. Um... Uh, Right. It's it's going to be pretty close. I mean, I, I I do agree with you in terms of points. Yeah. But my yeah, but it's, it's going to be it's going to be good. Getting Champions League football in this Premier League this season will be seen as an achievement, okay? Yeah. I know for some fans this might be hard to hear, like United fans, Chelsea fans or Liverpool. Let's see who ends up in uh not the the position they want, but or even City, but I I yeah. just feel like Chelsea he'll change the tactics I think he'll change the tactics too and I did want to mention this on Chelsea Chelsea managed to get uh for 90 million and 90 million euros just with three transfers Chelsea they sold they're gonna sell maybe Tammy Abraham for 40 million Mark Mm -hmm. Gahey 20 million and Tomori 30 million Tyson Milan that's a lot of cheddar yeah, that's a lot of shutter, and that's that. That's pretty good, pretty yeah. good shutter. Ninety million, okay, yeah. and three players. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's real, and I I uh, I have them a little higher just because I don't. It didn't take uh, Tuchel that long to kind of change the ethos of the club um, and get him back up and running. Uh, but uh, you know, I'll explain that with my with my next one and, but, but and i'd like to add to at the end it's it's still kai havertz is still going to develop mason mount will develop even better pulisic yes i i'm kind of on the fence who i bet more pulisic or Hudson odoi i feel like both of the it's going to be a tough decision too for tuchel maybe the salary will help out <laughs> i don't know it's it's not an easy decision in my or they'll opinion. both be playing wing back for him <laughs> well, Hudson Odoi did work out, but yeah. in January, I do think too he he's willing to invest. Tuchel, sure. Uh, it's yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I, I'm 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 with you there, and that's why my top four is pretty much interchangeable. But my my third is is uh, we'll go back to United. Um, okay. is Manchester United? Okay, and I I, I think there will be growing pains. I kind of you know, preface that in when you were talking about United, 
Um, but I, I believe that they are a defensive midfielder away from being a, a force in the league, mm-hmm. uh, potentially. Um, and Pogba is back, uh, which is interesting. He's back in training, as, as obviously you expect if there has been no kind of reconciliation or uh, uh, interest shown elsewhere, like the PSG interest we thought was going to take win. But they're going to be without Marcus Rashford uh, early on in the season. And I, I, I have to just take one second to, to give this kid uh, a little more kudos than I think anyone gives him. Uh, we know off the field, he's an amazing person on the field though. He has been like the top U 23 producer the last two seasons. Okay. And that's, you know, premier league's a little more of a developed league, right? There's not many U 23s that are like mm-hmm. handed the keys and run away with it. But like, you know, last season he had 17 goals, nine assists, um, I'm sorry, last season he had 11 goals, 11 assists. Sorry. The season before that, 17 goals, nine assists. I mean, 48 goal involvements in two seasons, um, even amidst, uh, you know, kind of this revolving door of injuries and all that fun stuff. Uh, Marcus Rashford is going to play a big part for them this year, uh, along with uh, them trying to find a defensive midfielder. They get Camavinga. I think next season they win the league, right? Uh, but this season, yeah, I think grow, growing pains, Manchester United will finish in third. Um, and I, I really, you know, it, it could change. It could change Kamavinga either way. Kamavinga would come clutch. Like, Kamavinga would come clutch. He would. He would. Like, and, he... and there's probably more um, tested, battle-tested defensive midfielders. Who knows? Maybe you get, like, this renaissance of Fred. Um <laughs> this season for them or, or McTominay just becomes an absolute force in the midfield. But uh, it, we're going to know early on whether or not that's the case. Right? Maybe they should loan out Anibal Mejri and in a, in a couple of years time, they're thinking what a defensive move we got here. Yeah, so I, I like your pick at third man United. Well, I'm not that hopeful because I feel that's a big gap next, next to Scott McTominay still to fill, but yeah. Let's see. Let's see. And Maguire will be more of a stopper. Like, Maguire will be more comfortable with Varane because Varane mm-hmm. provides the depth, to, depth to, to get the wingers, to get those long balls. So, let's see. Let's yeah. – it's, it's interesting. So, I'm, my second place, I'm going to say Liverpool. Uh, why Liverpool in second? Well, I think it's pretty simple. Liverpool have something to prove, okay? And a player like Van Dijk – that is already being mocked just for a clip uh, of him being over, over like, uh, Jovetic going through him. Like, people sure. are already mocking Van Dijk coming from a, a, a huge injury, okay? Like, yeah. calm down, people. And you said Joe Gomez and Van Dijk, the duo. I think it's going to be Konate and Van Dijk in the middle yeah, of the season. Cool. Because Konate is looking built different. That guy is a proper unit, okay? He's huge. Konate is huge. So, Van Dijk and Konate, I'm really hopeful. And another thing, you pointed it out, and I was going to point that out, and that's the reason why I think they'll be in second. Yes, they're not signing uh, players like uh, Kai Havertz. They're not signing Werner's. They're not signing players like Chelsea and players like City. But Alisson Becker just renewed his contract until, I think, 2027. Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, got his contract extended until 2025. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're picking 
the the future. Who's going to stay? I feel like there's a plan with Liverpool. And sure. Trent, having Van Dijk at the back again, is going to give him... Uh, he's going to get comfortable again, and he's going to put those crosses in. That It's going to be on point. Because this is what people don't think. While you're playing football, okay, it's obviously you're going to think who's at the back protecting you while you go forwards. And I can assure you that Trent feels much more comfortable with Van Dijk. Okay, it's yeah. it's and the midfield. I think they're gonna sign a midfielder. I hope it's Knut Sesh. Come on, Klopp, get Knut Sesh to Liverpool. Like it's the perfect fit. This is the perfect fit, in my opinion. Or Saul. I don't. I don't get why Saul gets so much hate. And plus, Rodrigo de Paul went to Atletico, which we're gonna we're gonna talk for further. But Rodrigo mm-hmm. de Paul going to Atletico can mean that Saul. Can come to Liverpool, and it's a good fit too. So, I I believe that Liverpool have something to prove. Klopp has something to prove, and yeah. that second place, I think, I feel like it's gonna happen. So, like you know, that that was the negative thing I was going to say about Liverpool in fourth. What when I had him at fourth was uh, that that's a pretty injury prone center back pairing, though. You know, Kanate has not played too too much over the last you know eighteen months. Um, he's been injured as well, uh, in a lot of, uh, a lot of ways, but Hey, uh, Liverpool, I think the wild card there, uh, you know, most Salah is going to do most a lot of things. Um, you know, Sadio Mane is going to do Sadio Mane things. Uh, but the, the wild card in that midfield until they do get someone like Renato Sanchez is going to be Curtis Jones. And, you know, what can Harvey Elliott provide, yes. uh, it, from, uh, from a youth perspective, I would love to see them both just become integral forces uh, for Liverpool. Uh, so that'll be, uh, that will be fun to watch, but my two, uh, if you can, we're rearranging the deck chairs here, right? Uh, if, if you can do the math uh, by process of elimination, my number two right now um, is going to be Chelsea, which means we both have the same number one. Uh, but even if the defense isn't upgraded, right with Jules Conde, which I believe is kind of still in the possibility realm. Um, you know, I, I, you've got still one of the better defenses in the league. Okay. Um, and you've also got one of the best tacticians in the league. You might be right. He might over tinker after coming in halfway through the season and being like, Oh wait, I can win a champions league. And then he goes and he does it. Um, there might be some tinkering uh, when it comes down to the, the prem. Um, but if you look at the pieces that he's seen, um, Tuchel has seen kind of progress this offseason, like a Jorginho, right? How instrumental was he to that Italian win? True. Okay. Um, I really do see uh, that he can bring that type of leadership into a tactic that Tuchel delivers to them. And it's just whether or not it's kind of flawless on delivery. And I think Jorginho is going to be a very, very big portion or part of that. And you mentioned it, 87 million pounds or so or, or, or euros for a couple players that they were likely not going to be giving a shot anyway, gives them a nice little shot in the arm that they probably didn't need uh, from liquid cash that they can go out and spend. And I got to bring this up. And you and I were talking about this beforehand. You know, you're looking at Lukaku, who's 28, and by all means, he offers the same way Holland offers something you just can't get anywhere else. Lukaku is the exact same way. But mm-hmm. why not look at somebody that you can actually grow with over time, like a Dusan Vlahovic for up top, 
if you're trying to get a Giroux meets, a, you know, somebody maybe a little more mobile, right? Um, Dusan Vlahovic would come in at a lot cheaper than that. Um, it's just, I don't know if it fits the Roman Abrahamovich. Uh, see, I did it again. Abramovich, sorry. Um, because I'm about to talk about Tammy Abraham, right? Uh, I, I just don't believe he fits that mold. So I don't think they're going to go that direction. Um, but like just their spine, everything. They've got depth. They've got young guys that they're moving. Like Reese James should have another very, very solid year and play a massive right. part for them. He's got all the pieces, and I believe Tuchel is the one that can um, put them together uh, to to fight with City for the, uh, the the Premier League title this year. The the three big names I put here down that are going to develop is Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, and Reese James. You're spot yeah, on it, there. You're spot yeah, on. and if you get a if you get a team Timo Werner that um, can actually hit the broadside of a barn, mm. I don't know. I mean, this team this he he's shown it before with Leipzig. He he can do it again, and I believe he will do it again this season. Or I'll uh, eat crow. But I believe okay. he'll do it, but maybe not at Chelsea. Let's see. I hope he does it at Chelsea. I hope well, he yeah, does I have it. to remember, he had, tw- what, 12 assists last year? Yeah. Werner? But he, you know, he not he the right like... time. It was not yeah. at the right time, though. And in football, it's all about timing, moments. And the truth is, Kai Havertz is a Chelsea legend because he scored the goal that won the Champions League. Yeah. That's it. It's about timing. Big moments, big players come up. We, and we did we did say back then that no matter what Kai Havertz ever did uh, beyond yeah. this in a, in a Chelsea shirt, he is going to be, yeah, a legend forever for that goal. He, he um, will be. He will be. But and it's it's and I I like to end off with with Chelsea because we're, we're going to mention City next and it's Holland. Like I yeah. feel like Holland was going to happen for 130 million, but Dortmund. Didn't even believe that anyone was going to give 130 million. So now the chit chat is 175 million. I know. Okay. So you you can get Haaland for 60 million next season. Okay. And clubs are willing to pay double. That shows how special Erling Haaland is. Okay. 21. (laughs) Triple. Triple would be the 170 that Dortmund is trying to get. Okay, yeah. but they they won't get it. But Lukaku, you you said why 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 are they getting Lukaku? Because they can, Braden. Abramovich can. Abramovich gets what Abramovich wants. Lukaku yeah. is what he wants. There you go. There you go. There he, goes, get, he yeah. goes and get it. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, a Lukaku return to Stamford Bridge would be one hell of a one hell of a thing. And I'll be um, honest, like he's got really good memories, Lukaku with Didier Drogba. Sure. So, uh, like, if you're growing up and you're learning with Drogba, I, like, I'm sure in his mind he thought one day maybe it's going to be me, the, the the number one guy at the club. So, mm-hmm. he worked it. He worked it. Could be, yeah. So, you want right, to go well, with the number one? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't have much to say here. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Manchester City, right? Uh, I... Uh, the, the, the whole back-to-back Premier League title thing, um, yeah, there's definitely some something to that right it doesn't happen often um mm-hmm. but it has uh manchester city it, it, you know we it's very clear um that i was wrong in the last podcast uh and it it, it seems uh this is my mea culpa uh i believe jack Grealish is definitely headed to uh to the etihad um so wow uh, man, he has a glut of things. I, I guess they're still going to be playing with a false nine, unless, of course, something happens that you want to happen. 
Um, but I do remember a sound bite. I don't know from where or when it was, or if it was even, you know, verified, but he said, uh, I believe it was Pep saying that there's no way you're going to be able to get both of them in. in one. It's just too, <laughs> too much. Right. Um, but Hey, it, it, you have to talk Grealish, Grealish aside, um, you know, the, the rotating cast of characters that's still there, you keep Kevin De Bruyne healthy. Um, you know, you got, uh, João Cancelo back. Uh, you have uh, obviously one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I don't, I, I can't put anyone above them until they prove otherwise. Okay. That's I, I put Man City number one too. And first reason why I'm going to put Man City number one. And I want to say this, Kevin De Bruyne is leaving the Euros as a man that won't win anything for Belgium. Okay. Right. So he's on a mission. Okay, to get that Champions League. He still hasn't got the Champions League, okay, that he deserves as the number one player, okay? So I feel like even the Bruyne is coming to the, uh, the Man City management, and he's demanding a lot, okay? Because it was actually him that did the contract negotiations for himself at City. So I'm sure the talk was, who's coming? I want, yeah. I want, I need players to come. If we're not going to win with this, Aguero's leaving. Yes, Aguero didn't leave for, uh, on, a, on a big transfer fee. Oh, he left for free. But the right. contract salary, like, there's a huge gap there. Okay? Yeah. Huge gap there. And it's going to be filled. It's yeah. going to be filled. They got Grealish, and they're going to get Kane. So this is what's going to happen this summer for me. Grealish becomes the most expensive Premier League signing in history. Lukaku, okay, then becomes the most expensive Premier League player in history. And then Man City are going to go bold and they're going to do checkmate by getting Harry Kane this summer. And uh, screw it. They want it. They get it. City is going to go bold and they're going to get Kane and Grealish. It's going to be uh, insane. Insane. Yeah. And Guardiola. Okay, I, I'm glad you mentioned that Guardiola said he wasn't going to get a striker. He did mention that. Pretty soon, and we were here talking, saying, "Oh, maybe they'll invest in Leon Delap." Right. Like what? Like now we look at that and say, "Yeah, of course." It's it's uh, Guardiola doesn't invest. Uh, he doesn't invest like in a Leon Delap right now. He's gonna go for guarantees because he right. wants the Champions League. He wants the Champions League, and yeah. a lot of money is kicking in. I like. I don't know, but I feel like the. I don't feel like I saw news that the Premier League clubs did get money leaving the Super League. Now there's a cash injection to happening in La Liga. Yeah. So there's money. Money is there. Like streaming, like pff, City are going to go bold. Going to go bold. And another thing I like to mention too to end, Ruben Dias is a beast. And Ruben Dias is going to continue to be a beast. One of the best center backs in the league. He'll stay there. Stones is there too. And Laporte. last mention, Laporte. 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 Yeah, but... Ruben Dias is the guy, in my no, opinion. Of course. Of and uh, the last player I'd like to mention is Foden. He had double right. figures uh, last season, okay? So he'll improve this season, and the Foden that we'll see will be even better. So we're going to see an improved Foden, Grealish, De Bruyne, Harry Kane, in, in my opinion, okay? I think it's going to happen. This yeah. is insane. Ruben wow. Dias, too. I, I'm gonna say that there's uh, there's also guys in there that all have chips on their shoulder. If you actually bring in Kane, you bring in Grealish, 
uh, both on the uh, Euro final losing England. And then you've got De Bruyne, who feels like his time's running out, um, obviously on is winning something with Belgium. Well, he's got the World Cup uh, to think about. Uh, but also wanting that Champions League. Um, yeah, you got a bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders. This is not like bringing in a Galactico uh, to bring in a Galactico. This is building a team of guys that really want to get something done. So um, that motivation is going to carry them through. Um, but I, you also got to say, you know, if they, if they haven't done it already, um, what makes you think they're actually going to do it? Uh, okay. So it, it, <laughs> It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun season for sure, um, but I don't know, man. This is this is always hard stuff because I don't actually like. I would love to say we actually believe in these predictions. I believe in them in the moment, but we all know it takes like one news cycle for everything to change. It's true. Right? We are one injury away of changing the whole narrative. Yeah. It is true. Uh, so I like to mention this just a recap. My top six: six Arsenal, fifth Leicester. Fourth, Man United. Third, Chelsea. Second, Liverpool. And I'm going to go bold just like City. Getting Kane. Number one, Man City. <laughs> all these yeah. pre- like projected transfers. And if they don't happen, we have to do this all over again. No, right? but, but like yeah. if no, if Kane doesn't happen to City, that I feel is going to happen. Like Luka, Chelsea might. Ugh, then we, could, we just go off again, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's yeah. Let's see. Let's see. So, well, who's your top uh, goal scorer? Leaving well, on that. I, I, let me recap my six here. My oh, six. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It, it's okay. In sixth, I've got Arsenal. Fifth, Tottenham. Fourth, Liverpool. Third, Manchester United. Two, Chelsea. And uh, first, we've got the repeat, uh, Manchester City. Um, and I think it's going to be close. Like I said at the top, but top goal scorer. Yeah, I mean, if if Kane goes to City and it happens early in the year. Um, I'm not, I'm not doubting him. Uh, if he doesn't, and it takes a while, and this turns into some like NFL contract lockout craziness, although I think he's got a whole lot of respect for the club to not do that, I'll say uh, Mo Salah um, at as the Golden Boot. Um, mm. What about you? Uh, golden Boot, I'll go Lukaku. Okay, and mm. uh, my second place, uh, I'll go Vardy because okay. I still, I, I, I think Vardy's still. He'll want he with all this talk, all the attention. Maybe he'll have something to prove to. And if if we really wanted to go bold, we'd be Obama Yang, right? But that's too bold, right? To put you know, Obama I actually Yang. I actually so thought close. about that because we're we're like talking chips on our shoulder type mm-hmm. of thing, right? And Obama Yang, I mean, is you would imagine he's got one after last season uh, and getting kind of dragged through the mud with all this. But uh, yeah, if I'm gonna throw out another dark horse. Um, even with Grealish departing, I, I would actually throw Ali Watkins in the mix. Mm. Um, and and I, I know you're, you're saying Vardy, but I do believe that the Vardy torch has been passed. And I believe uh, Apothendaka, if if you can keep that midfield core around him, um, he's going to get a lot of service. And I, and I mean a lot. Like if Ihanacho uh, could score 14, 15 goals last year, we know Daka can do a whole bunch more than that. So yeah, a lot of like dark horses there, but I couldn't necessarily bet against uh, Mo Salah if he's got Trent marauding uh, forward and Robertson marauding forward again. Um, and then, yeah, if the Harry Kane thing happens, City, good God. 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> of course, of course, it's uh, but if Kane Kane does provide a lot of assists now too, so there's yep. there's there's more to his game than just the goals right yeah. now. It's he's such a good player, and I I forgot to mention this. I feel like the Champions League winner will be a team of the Premier League. I feel like okay. these four teams are so good. That they're going to switch attentions and and in the in the middle of season will be like okay they're aiming for the champions okay they're aiming for the premier league because they're that good but uh yeah. yeah uh so assists do you have do you have any top top three well I've... uh i'm i mean i'm just gonna say if if kdb stays healthy i i can't mm. bet against kevin de bruyne i don't know if he gets the uh 21 assists he got a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. um but but my God, if they get him a striker, right, instead of a false nine type of thing situation going on, um, I do believe he could actually uh, get up closer to 19, 20 assists this coming season. Okay. Dark horse has got to be Grealish or somebody like, uh, you know, you never know how Jaden Sancho hits the ground running uh, uh, or or Emmy Buendia uh, at Aston Villa um, who, who can who can deliver assists. Back in Norwich's fateful uh, relegation two years ago, uh, two or three years ago, uh, I think he delivered seven assists pretty in pretty quick short order uh, without having many strikers that could put him away. Uh, now he's got funny. Ollie Watkins. So and Bailey, Bailey's going to score a couple of goals in the prem like with that That's pace. True. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that. with you. I agree with I you that. there. But my yeah. number one, I'm going to go both here, and I'm going to say Jaden Sancho, eighty-five million. Gets you something. And I feel yeah. like it's going to get the most assists in the Prem. Jaden Sancho is my number one. And uh, number two, I'm going to put De Bruyne. Yeah. De Bruyne. Uh, and three, uh, maybe I'll put Trent just for the banter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I don't even see that as banter, man. I think that is, that is fair. That is a fair assumption. He is, I, yeah. yeah, but um, I don't. I feel like De Bruyne and uh, it's, the, the gap's going to be huge. I feel like the okay. gap is going to be huge. Sancho too. The creativity he's going to provide on that right side. I think Cavani. Yeah, I should have mentioned Cavani in the top goal scorer. Maybe Cavani or Greenwood. They'll divide a lot of goals between them. But and Rashford too. But Sancho. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the the assist provider because the tactic will be go to Sancho. Okay, yeah. I feel like they're going to be highly dependent on him. So but, Man United fans. Think- Sorry, yeah, sorry. You no, you made no mention though of uh, Bruno. You think uh, with with the Sancho inclusion that it takes a little pressure off of uh, Bruno as a provider? It certainly does. Just like it okay. took pressure on Pogba, you, it, sure. it was very yeah. noticeable that Pogba actually felt more relaxed on the pitch next to Bruno. I feel like mm-hmm. Bruno will be even more relaxed. And what's interesting here about United this season is that I felt like last season. The only player that really had championship mentality at United was Bruno Fernandes. And Maguire, he had a lot of complications. Like, he had the night out. It was a a tough season for him. He did deliver pretty well with all those outside conditioners happening. But Mm -hmm. I feel like this season now, Bruno is on the pitch and he's looking on the right. He sees Sancho. He looks on the left. He sees Rashford with responsibilities. And he goes Mm -hmm. back and he sees Varane. Okay, so we're going to see a Bruno Fernandes more relaxed on the pitch too. But I still feel like Bruno will rely a lot on Sancho, Sancho on the last decisions. So I put Sancho with the number one in assist. But Bruno will have that one heck of a season too. He might, he'll be the best player. He'll be the best player. 
as wow. he was last season. Yeah. Well. So relegation. <laughs> so forget the relegation battle. Yeah, we we probably got to start like moving through this quicker, right? Because yeah. hey, listen, here's here's what it comes down to: relegation. I'm looking at it uh, as Newcastle. They haven't mm-hmm. done a thing. They have a great core. I mean, Callum Wilson will I go agree. down fighting. Uh, I love M- Miggy Almarone uh, and his and his engine, but they've done nothing so far. Um, I, I wish better for them. Um, maybe that core is good enough to stick around, um, but it's the same reason I'm putting Burnley next to them. I'm mm-hmm. saying that the magic runs out for Burnley. I mean, I think they did splash 15, 16 million on Nathan Collins from Stoke City, I want to say, young center back. Um, but that's about it. And they've kind of lost a little bit of their luster. And they, okay. I think they were one above relegation last year. So they just kind of eked it out. Um, and I think the magic runs out this season. And then Watford, I don't think they've done enough to uh, – while I love the signing of Imran Luza, uh, and I may have mispronounced his last name, I've following him since Nantes, um, and I really, really enjoy his play. Um, I, I like Ismaila Sar as well. I mean, he's a – when he stops missing sitters, uh, if he could be a little more clinical this season, he'd be pretty good. But, like, that's it, really. You know, they're still relying on Troy Deeney, right? Yeah. Um, so Newcastle, Burnley, Watford are my three relegated. I think Norwich City stays up by a hair this season. I agree with you. I'm with you here. My notes okay. are here saying Newcastle, Watford, Burnley. Wow. I'm on point with you. Yeah. Yep. We didn't plan this too. We didn't plan wow. this. And wild cars this season, I just wanted to mention here at the end. Aston Villa getting Danny Engs, yep. Boendia. Uh, I'm missing out. Who am I missing out? Buendia, Bailey. uh, Bailey, Bailey Ings, Buendia. That's a pretty good window. Okay, that's like ninety million euros too between the three of them, right? And they still have money to spend. So Aston yeah. Villa, they're going to be the winners this season, money wise, wow. and the team that they're building is solid. Is yeah. a solid team. And Wolves, I feel like Brunelage go Wolves. It's going to go well. So okay. let's be hopeful with Trincao. But the player I'm ho- I'm hopeful the most is Fabio Silva. Okay, I've been I've, I've been saying every podcast now, Fabio yep. Silva. Okay, yeah, you've let's... been consistent. You've been consistent with that. Um, well, all right. Well, a couple that I, I really would like to see. Um, I, I'm wondering whether or not Marcelo Bielsa can replicate what he did and actually improve upon. But, you know, we have something called a sophomore slump mm-hmm. here in the States. Um, I, I don't know if Leeds is going to be the same team, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Bielsa is, is the best, one of the best out there. So, uh, something tells me that they'll be fine. They locked down Jack Harrison, who actually had, I believe, double, double digit assists last year. Uh, they, Rafinha is only going to get better in my opinion, uh, brought in junior Fur, Furpo, uh, even brought in a young Norwegian goalkeeper, Clayson, Clayson, um, to kind of give, uh, Meslier a run for his money. Uh, but I really like I really like that Leeds core, and I think hopefully they can improve upon last year. Um, and then the other one I want to say is Everton. There's a lot of craziness going on around Everton right now, especially with the whole Gilfie Sigurdsson thing and what the future of James Rodriguez, uh, all that stuff. But I am here. I am here for any Moise Keane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, this resurgence and, and this this 
like uh, what is it called? Double-headed uh, monster type of situation. If Everton can get uh, hit the ground running this season, I would love to see Keane come in. He had 13 lead one goals last year. Um, if he could come in and do double digits for them and just kind of wipe the slate clean, that'd be so cool. Um, do I actually think it's going to happen? I don't know. There you go. There you go. So yeah. prem predictions. There you go. They're up. Uh, let's go now with the week. Now it's kind of like, cause we don't have time for everything in the episode 16, but cause we did the prem predictions. Now we're going to do the uh, Bundesliga, La Liga and Liga Nosh. Just a yes. quick recap of who we think is going to win and some opinions on it yeah i like we'll to go, oh sorry we'll go in depth in later episodes with these, yes right i mean it, as the seasons kind of pep up um expect a whole lot more that we talk about but yeah go ahead start sorry no nah, no worries exactly uh la liga uh with la liga i'm gonna go safe here i'm gonna say it's not safe would be athletic uh, uh so i'm gonna go barcelona i think barcelona are gonna win la liga why okay. attention's is focused on Messi, okay? Messi uh, has something to prove. There's no stars in the league, okay? This is in a situation that Mbappe isn't going to Real Madrid, okay? Because if Mbappe is going to Real Madrid, uh, Real Madrid are favorites. But in case that doesn't happen, uh, I think Barcelona, even Depay, Depay is showing signs of being a world-class player at Barcelona. So Aguero... Him being there too, maybe it can be 20 goals a season too. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a very good season. I think Pedri and De Jong going to step up. Ronaldo Araujo, Eric yep. Garcia. It's going to be a rebuild, but I feel like they're good enough to win the league. And Griezmann. Like, this, we need to put the spotlight on Griezmann. Because Griezmann is at the age that he should be winning titles. And if Griezmann is world-class and in a player of 120 million... He needs to start winning, okay, with Barcelona. He can't be the one that says, oh, I'm dependent on others. Yeah, right. A player that costs $120 million is dependent on others? No, you can't be. Need to need show signs of of building up, in my opinion. So, yeah. stepping up. And Sorry. So, Griezmann, Gareth, step up. Gareth Bale is dependent on nobody. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey. If you're going to bring up Barcelona, and I almost I almost could hear, like, the, the seeds of doubt as you were list, uh, listing those defenders, right? I like Ronald Araujo. I like, you know, Oscar Mengeza. I like Eric Garcia, but I don't think they're ready uh, to, to, I mean, it's going to be all offense that keeps mm -hmm. Barcelona in the running, let's be honest, okay? Um, so that's why, yeah, I got to take the safe pick. And I'm going to go with Atletico, okay? And really, that that the Paul signing to me was just, I think it's going to be the freaking steal of the transfer window. Okay, or one of them. I mean, 35 million euros. I agree. I um, agree. And while Barca and Real are are figuring things out and maybe a little more hamstrung on the transfer front, uh, although that $3 billion injection from CBC Capital Partners is going to help very nicely for the whole league, I must mm -hmm. say. Um, I think I think we, we talked about this previously. Atletico has this core, right? This core that they've preserved. Um, and uh, hopefully they can blood a few of their... Uh, they're young, young guns, uh, like the younger Simeone coming through right now. Uh, but like, they've got this core that I, I don't think has been disturbed too, too much this off season. I think only Vitolo has left. Um, so I, I just believe that, uh, they might even be stronger than last year when all is said and done. 
Um, so I, I, I can't bet against them um, right now. But yeah, I mean, Barcelona with Messi, Depay, Aguero, Pedri, Ansu uh, coming back from injury. My God, that, that, that'll be awesome. So, so La Liga expected to be close, but Atletico wins for me. So we're, not, we're, not, we're showing no hope to Real Madrid, no hope to Ancelotti. I, I, Which I'm, virtually I'm, I'm guarantees you. they win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, I don't think Real Madrid are going to go for it too. Without Mbappe. Uh, okay, Bundesliga now. So, who do you got? Uh, well, Bundesliga, I can't look past Bayern. Um, but Julian Nagelsmann is a tinkerer. A tinkerer? Is that a thing? That's a thing. Um, he is a tinkerer. Uh, tinker in uh, Irish means something different, I'll be honest. Oh, so. crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. Uh, well, that whatever that is, I don't mean it. Um, but, but yeah, he's, he's a tactician. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's sometimes almost too smart for his own good. Uh, Byron already has the pieces probably to repeat, right, for like a bazillionth time. Um, so really, uh, you know, Kimmich, Lua, uh Muller, I mean, this almost feels like that kind of swan song or that like last year, last hurrah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have these guys coming through like a Musiala who could have a, a bigger, they kept Coleman too. Uh, I mean, they haven't gotten rid of him yet. Uh, Alfonso Davies coming back to full form. And as we saw, he's on the Leon, Leon Goretzka diet. Um, I mean, just these guys are primed. They're ready to go. Uh, but I've got a couple contenders, you know, in Dortmund who want something to do, but they need like a center back overhaul for that to happen. And I'm going to throw my dark yes, horse. March. Yes, in March. I feel it. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm not even going to talk about him and I really should. No, my dark horse. You ready for this? My dark horse is Bayer Leverkusen. Okay. Bayer Leverkusen had, mm, let's see, they're, they're the third best defense in the Bundesliga last year. Okay. okay, only conceding 39 goals. They've kept Tapsoba, right? I don't, uh, and they brought in this Odilon Kosinu. So they're still, they're a little thin at center back, um, but that kind of forms their, you know, solid. They got Frimpong coming through that should be healthy enough to play uh, mm. and, and really do well. Um, they've just got a lot of interesting um, parts. They lost Leon Bailey, but should be able to spend that money wisely. You've got a healthy Ezekiel Palacios. Uh, you've got a uh, healthy uh, Paulinho that hopefully can do something. Um, and you still have Florian Verts, Patrick Schick, and Musa Diaby. It's a good team. This is a good, this is a good team. It's a good team. So uh, that's my dark horse, but I do think Bayern's going to win it. Well, uh, th- that team, now that you're mentioning, they might end up ahead of Le- Leipzig. That is not bold to say. Like That's a pretty good team, especially after the Euros that Schick had. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bayern. Okay, I love Nagelsmann. I love his style of play. I think he's a wonder kid coach for sure. Uh, he's a phenom. The way the pressure, how he puts pressure on one side, and enables the ball to go to the other side. It's just beautiful to watch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go Nagelsmann winning the league. But if there's someone that can overthrow him, is some another wonder kid of his own, and that's Holland. So. Yeah. Uh, I do expect Holland becoming the top goal scorer in the Bundesliga, but I got here in my notes, guys. Please watch out for Le- uh, for Leipzig. Okay, they're gonna be in a rebuild, but a player like Andres Silva just landed in in Leipzig. You got Brian Brobby there. Okay, so if Andres Silva is landing, what's gonna happen with Brobby? Guardiol, uh, Guardiol, fantastic center back too. Schobozlai. 
is going to finally play Dominic Shobazlai and uh, Simakan, uh, center back. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really good. He's really good too. So it's going to be a rebuild season, but it's it's interesting to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that that, that roster is just so deep. Um, yeah, you know, and it's just whether or not like you. you you're probably like a Bayern injury away from Leipzig taking over. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just so deep at every uh, – Jesse Marsh has walked in and and he's probably like, this is – And Marco this, Rose. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I will I will be really interested to see what Leipzig can do this year. I'm, I'm hoping my man uh, Tyler Adams has a phenomenally healthy um, and productive season. But, like, there's just so many good players in Leipzig. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. But All right. Well, we're running running out of time. Do you want to quickly? We're still on? chill. We're still chill. We're still chill. Okay, but okay. how how do you how do you like even with Malin? Like if Malin performs with the goals that we saw him in the Diana de Visa, Malin yeah. my my. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, we do need to talk about Liga Nosh, so we can yeah, yeah, we can yeah. go through there. Uh, well, so as well, an American fan, like, what are your, what are your thoughts? On, See, on what? Liga. On Liga, oh. oh, goodness. On, on Liga Noche. I mean, just to go back quickly to that, that Malin statement, right? I think, I think he is going to have a good season. Um, and I think, I think the big key there is how productive a, a Gio Reyna can be this year and how productive uh, Axel Witzel, Jude Bellingham uh, type of whatever you call it, like a rotating eight or whatever Marco Rose likes to use, uh, how well that kind of comes together. Because uh, a healthy Witzel is a happy Borussia Dortmund, in my opinion. So that'll be really interesting to watch. Um, but in Liga Nosh, yeah, I mean, from a from a perspective, I'm looking at this and I don't see all these, I don't see flashy signings. It, this is very different, obviously, than dealing with a um, all the crazy young talent going into League One or into La Liga or into the Bundesliga. Um, but by all means, I think Benfica is doing the right things in the, the transfer market to... Um, to, to give sporting a run. I, I still think sporting, somehow they held on to put, they held on to so far Nuno Mendes, right? And I think, I think Benfica though, with uh, their additions uh, are going to be a whole lot closer at the top um, and, and might even, might even eke it out in the end, but I'm pretty sure that's against what you think. Uh, well, uh, what I saw yesterday was Romario changing the whole vibe at Benfica. Like, the Benfica I saw yesterday was one of the best Benficas I've seen in the past year. Okay? Like, he, João Mario, this is what people don't understand when they see a player like João Mario because he doesn't have a lot of goals and a lot of assists. Mm-hmm. He makes things happen. He's a facilitator. Okay? João Mario is the key of Benfica next this season. In mm-hmm. 70 passes, he misses five. Okay, and that is special, and that provides a lot of quality ball possession, and sure. that's what Benfica needed. Like, and uh, the only thing that I'm still mm, on the fence was Yadim Shu coming, because now they have so many strikers that, right. or they sell. I still haven't seen anyone going. Carlos Vinicius does a lot of news, right? But. I feel like they'll end up in second, and I'm going to go with Ruben Emery because I trust Ruben. I like, I love Ruben Emery. 
the style of play. And this is what's very underrated. And I know we'll have English listeners um, listening to this. And I want this is important because I think Ruben Amorim is going to the Prem soon. I feel like Sporting will win the league again. And Premier League teams will be saying, now, who's this guy? 36 <laughs> years old. Winning the, winning the Portuguese league twice. And in one season, Benfica injected a hundred million. What is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? And uh, what is he? What what he's doing is he has a healthy environment at Sporting, and in a healthy environment, you're gonna have players like Nunez, players like Bot flourishing because they're with the right mindset, the right people. This 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 is a talk that you, you can talk about football or even with Google. Mm. Have you seen Google offices? They make the the best offices for the best workers to have the best atmosphere because they work the best like like that and that's sporting i feel like the environment there is completely changed and the culture well, we, is yeah Sorry. do we get do we get paid for that google mention please? <laughs> we do kind uh-huh. of <laughs> but uh but 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 that's the truth and i like to mention to to pot pot scored a three vela okay for a three vela is when you score with the outside part of your of your foot and what a beautiful goal. Like, if you had, haven't seen it, like, the sporting match against... Uh, uh, the sporting match, like, last season... Uh, the Supertasa last weekend was... You could have seen a lot of players, like, against Braga. They shown. Nun Minch had a fantastic assist. But had a superb goal. And then you saw players like Gonzalo that I'm going to mention mm-hmm. forward. You got players like Ugart coming in. Okay, you got Jovan, Jovan Cabral. Jovan is a proper unit. He's huge. He's a good. And if he gets the decision making on point, he's going to be a stud. Then you have decision makings that I'm. I love Eduardo Quaresma going on loan to Tondela. Uh, you got there's everything's being well run, and that's why I pick Sporting Numero and Porto. Like if you're an outside fan for the Liga Nós, Liga Nós is going to be fantastic to watch because you have Sergio Conceição. Extended his stay at Porto. You got Jorge Jesus that has to prove himself this season at Benfica. And you got a wonder kid coach in Ruben Amorim. That he just is, he's doing wonders at Sporting. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it, it seems like it's going to be close again, though. Very close. Yeah, and right? Pot will leave. But... Pot will leave this season. Like, and it'll be for 60, 70 million. It'll be for the same price tag as, as Brun Fernandes. Because he's yeah. breaking all the records that Brun create, uh, made. Like, so, oh, yeah. he's, he's proper. He's proper. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited. I wish I wish I could actually watch it. You know, I don't, we don't have any, uh, I don't think we have any way. Actually, if, if any listeners know of a good way to watch Liga Nox. It's worth it. It's worth it. And and you got, you got Braga becoming, uh, getting stronger. Braga managed to sign a player, Mario Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good player. Fantastic stats he has. Uh, Jan Koto, I don't know if he went there, but for mm. he I, like, I like I like the league. The league is looking pretty good, and players like cool. Tapsoba that you were mentioning at Leverkusen, he was a Vitória Guimarães before right. he went to Leverkusen. So and there's a lot there of another, isn't there another? Oh, that's in the Belgian league. There's another Tapsoba, but it's not. Uh, there's no relation there. But yeah, <laughs> he's coming through. Um, well, the one thing uh, I was going to, oh, I was going to ask something. Oh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, Sorry. Ruben Amri? 
It's um, Oh no, no, I was going to ask you: Is that Manuel uh, Ugart? Uh, is that transfer actually done? From yes, he's going to Sporting. It, 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 he's going to Sporting. Fantastic okay, deal. Fantastic deal. It, it's done. It's done. Uh, and it's going to be the biggest transfer ever of Famalicão. So Famalicão, wow. a uh, club that's it's a new club here in Portugal. Like it's doing a pretty good job. Like they they still have Gustavo Assunção there. Like mm. they got Pedro Marques on loan. I feel I feel like that that'll be a good deal too for them. I saw that. Like it's they're very well run club. Very well. Mm-hmm. They good decision making. It's it's all it takes, right? Guess Bot was there. Bot is yeah. so good, Brendan. I'm telling you, like the national team, how didn't he even get five minutes? Just five mm-hmm. minutes. Nun Minch is the worst one. Nun Minch not getting any minutes. I, I still. Yeah. Oh, PTSD I, I, on that. Well, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a heart attack, Alex. We'll have to. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to to this, but it sounds like it's gonna be close in uh, Liga Nosh and. Uh, That'll be fun, but um, <clears throat> that's uh, where would we like to head to next? Or do it's we top, uh, a top? It's the top top ten under nineteen. Okay. Uh, you said you wanted this to to be informed, right? Uh, ratings. And yeah. Form? So, like, my thought process around this, and you're gonna get you give your top ten. This is not the top ten U 19s you know, uh, in terms of highest potential or highest FIFA ranking or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm taking 10 guys, 10 U19s that have played so far this summer. And every month what I'm going to do, and and Alex is probably going to do it with me, uh, is we're going to kind of rank and add people in. So you're going to not see some players that very clearly, if we were just listing the top 10 U19s on the planet, they would be in there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we can start like my number 10 right now is Sebastiano Esposito, not because I think he's the 10th best U19 on the planet, um, but because he's the 10th most in form as it stands uh, and on loan from Inter. And he's already been producing for Basel, uh, Basel in the Swiss Super League. And the Swiss Super League, that's, it's an interesting place where a lot of young players play. Mm -hmm. Um, Young Boys, which is an aptly named team to win the the title last season, uh, is definitely the favorite again, but Basel, um, wasn't Mo Salah at, ba- at Basel at some point? Yeah. Um, this is a place that gives opportunities. Uh, Sebastiano Esposito is seen as an up-and-comer at Inter Milan, sent on loan, and he's already kind of killing it um, and doing well. Good to see that. Uh, who's your number 10? Uh, so this is in terms of form. I'm going to go Gonzalo Inasi because I feel like I, I mentioned he's, he's, he's not very mentioned outside outside of Portugal. I'm telling you, Gonzalo Inácio is one of the best ball-playing defenders under 20 in the world. I'm pretty confident in saying this because he's been handed the keys for the ball-passing ability at Sporting because he, he's got pinpoint passes. And I'm, I'm going to go with him. In terms of form, under-19s list, in terms of form, <laughs> Gonzalo Inácio is my number 10. Who's your number All nine? Right. My number nine is Noni Marueke, um, who is killing it once again for PSV Eindhoven. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's already forgotten. Just Nobody's already forgotten about Daniel Malin leaving. Um, but Matawake has already shown that he can plug the gap when it comes to uh, Champions League qualifying. So um, he's been great. And I think he's also going to wind up leaving at some point in the next, probably not this transfer window, but next transfer window. I'd expect a big 
uh, okay, shouldn't be that big if Mullen went for what Mullen went for. Um, but yeah, he's, he's certainly one to watch and one to watch maybe get his chance in the, the English national team fold at some point um, to at least, you know, be called up and train and all that good I'm gonna stuff. Go, I'm going to go with you with Nani because okay. you know what I love about Nani? He's so stats driven, I feel like. There's like a clip of him saying, it's all about stats and it's true. And I feel like Nani... When he plays, he's a, he, he, he plays with the uh, intuit, with the intent of having an impact on the field. It's with goals and assists. And yeah. that's what I love about Nani. He, like, he's my, he, I, I go with him too at number nine. I'll yeah, go yeah and that Matawaki, that, that him and Cody Gokpo, those, those, are, those are two that you want to watch for PSV Eindhoven this season. So, so I'll uh, go eight. I'll go eight yeah. here. And I'll go with Karim Adeyami. I am very i'm not surprised but i'm very impressed with what i'm seeing by karim adeyemi he is performing as a stud at red bull salzburg and mm. this is what i love about salzburg every season i go and watch salzburg play i get new youngsters so i'm gonna keep on watching them because karim adeyemi i'm telling you he is the type of player that will move for 100 million in the future Okay, he's sure. that special. He's the, He's got the complete package. Some players, you can see the long-term potential. He's a diamond. Very raw diamond. He's going to shape up. And, like, he's very, very good. Karim Adair. All right. Yeah, four goals in two games. It's uh, it, <laughs> Erling Holland gave way to Potts and Daka, gave way to... Karim Adeyemi, and, and next in line is Benjamin Sesko, but that's uh, for a later date. Uh, all right, well, well, then my next one, and maybe we should just name 10. Um to like, you know, my next one is, is going to be, um, I'll say, I'll say Gio Reyna. Um, okay. He hasn't played much because, you know, the gold cup final that just ended, he was not part of that roster, but riding high on that kind of champions league or champions league, that CONCACAF nations league win over Mexico scored a big goal. Um, he's got all eyes on him taking Jaden Sancho's number at, at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to find out really early on this season if he can, uh, I'm, I'm thinking double digit assists for him, um, for, uh, Dortmund this season. But, uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely reaching here because he hasn't played a game since early June. Um, but he is, uh, going to be my number. I don't even know what number we're on. We just need to name 10, right? To start. <laughs> we're, you're number seven. You're number seven. Number seven. If you go to your, if you go to arena number seven, I'm going to go Musiala at number seven. <laughs> Okay. No, but seriously, I had Musiala here in my top 10. Even if it was form or not, the truth is, like, the, tr- the, the talk of Musiala picking England or Germany, that was international. That, that was a huge news. And yeah. with that, I'm going to say Musiala is still hot news that stays to date. And Musiala, I feel like, is going to be the, one of, I'm not going to say one of the best players for Bayern this season, but he'll have a bigger role. Okay, I feel like he's going to be better because Musiala is a worker. I feel like I've seen the tape. I've seen the tape after training sessions and Musiala works. And with that, uh, I feel like he's going to be my number seven. You want me to say the sixth? Yeah, go ahead. Say that six. Six. uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nunmich. There you go. Uh, Nunminch, uh, because I saw the first game against Braga, and I'm telling you guys, Nunminch this season, he's going to be the best left back in Liga Nosh. And maybe in the international games, people are going to watch him playing for Por- Portugal. So, 
watch out guys this season for noon Minch and yeah that is my number you're, six you're like elon musk with uh dogecoin uh with nuno <laughs> mendez uh no but we we've obviously seen him enough to know he is a very very special player yeah. and i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing him uh i, I think he'll be in the league of Nosh. i don't think he's moving yet anyway Number uh, num- my number six, which we can skip over, and I'll go straight to five because my number six was Adiyemi. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we already talked about him. Number five, Jeremy Doku. Okay, okay. Uh, coming off the bench for Belgium, had just that it was one like one really phenomenal game. Um, I mean, this is a kid that's uh, just fearless on the dribble, and we we've talked about him so much. Uh, also, as a human being, he's a really good guy. Um, Ultimately, I think he's primed for a phenomenal season. If they can keep Kamavinga, um, keep Kamavinga, you have uh, Kamaldine and you have Doku uh, yeah. right there at, at Ren, uh, fighting probably for a European spot there. But Doku for his his uh, exploits with Belgium um, this summer, definitely right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I put Doku too there. Like I okay. put him at number four, but my number five it's uh, Florian Wirtz. Because Germany won the under-21 tournament. Big credit to Florian Wirtz. And yeah, you did say it. Leverkusen have a heck of a team. Uh, Musa Diaby, Patrick Schick. And he's a provider. And yeah. he can he, he, he can make it happen too. But uh, yeah, he, he's going to have a big season. And the number four, Jeremy Doku. You said it. Uh, he, he's, he's got that flair. And we knew it, like, before the Euros, because in Liga, like, Doku is bossing, okay? Fullbacks are having nightmares next to Jeremy Doku. And I feel like even he had the number one in dribbles uh, at, at one yeah. time uh, during the season, ahead of Neymar and Mbappe, reminder, guys. So, sure. Doku, big-time player, big-time player. Who's your number four? Seriously. Well, uh, my number four, you've already covered him. Look at this. We're like one off on each one. It's uh, Florian Wirtz, U21 Euros, um, more so for the upcoming season. Uh, Really excited to see what he can do because this is now essentially his, it's it's basically his team, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Leverkusen's expecting a lot out of him this season. So, uh, but yeah, that that win uh, for the German team, which was more a team than anything else. It certainly wasn't like all their stars. Otherwise, Musiala would have been there. Oh, wait, he was at the Euros. But um, yeah, Verts for four. And my third is Jude Bellingham. Um, I don't really know how much I need to say about it. We know this kid is special. He's going to be an absolute key for Dortmund this season. Um, as I mentioned previously, especially with uh, Witzel or Delaney um, in that midfield for them. Uh, and you know, I just expect him to be given the freedom to do what he needs to do for Dortmund this year. You know, don't like tether him down, let him, let him run uh, the way he needs to run while Witzel stays at home. Um, this should be a really, really solid season for him. And Oh, by the way, he's what the youngest, youngest ever to feature for uh, England in yes. a major tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's something you can, uh, you know, hang your hat on there. It's, it's uh, pretty so that's special. My number three. It's pretty yeah. special. Like, and like, I, I put Jude Bellingham at number three, but I just like to say if it's a pity that this is in form, because I'd like to mention that Fatih and Zufati, he would be in my top three and Ansu Fati is going to come back from injury in next September b- what, by the news. So in September, October, we may be expecting to see Ansu Fati back. So 
let's pray on that. Like, we really need that. Like, Anzu Fati, we, it's fantastic to see because he is the youngest player to score in El Clasico. He's the youngest player to score for Barcelona. He's the youngest player to score two goals in the Champions League. He's the youngest goal <laughs> goal scorer for Spain since, I think, I got to hear, 1936. So, yeah. Anzu Fati, please come back. Okay, uh, so my number three is with Jude Bellingham. I agree with you because the moment that a coach is, is say Jude Bellingham is a baller like Mourinho and Guardiola, he really mm-hmm. is. So yeah. he's my number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, who's your two then? My 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 two Saka. Like Saka, wow. like the involvement he had for England, he surprised mm-hmm. me. Uh, mm-hmm. There was the talk should have Greenwood should have gone instead of him. No, like he's more versatile, a better player in general right now. So, yeah, I put Saka number two and yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you there. I mean, I'll tell you, it was pretty heartwarming. I think it was Arsenal. Uh, well, not I think. It was definitely Arsenal showing uh, Bukayo Saka's return um, and uh, showed him a wall of well wishes. And I mean, you're talking like thousands of pieces of mail that were like pasted on the wall. Um, so that he can wipe his slate clean and, and head into the Premier League season because I think he's gonna he's gonna be a key for them, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was a spark plug anytime he was on the field, and uh, just just was amazing to watch. Uh, I think he's gonna be a great player to watch for years to come. So uh, I think we can both say at the same time, number one though goes Pedri. to Pedri. Pedri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Golden I, Boy, Golden. Yeah, so I mean, Pedri's gonna win the Golden Boy Award. I think so. I think so. Um, we know so. Uh, I mean, come on, 72, 73 games, and he's in the gold medal final now uh, after having a solid Euros for Spain. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he's doing this to him. I do know. He's a he's a competitor. We understand that. He doesn't want to be left out of this stuff. And uh, my guess is he'll take he'll take his seven days or five days or whatnot, and then get right back to work for Barca. Um, but what, what else do you have to say about Pedri? He's just, he's phenomenal. So he's phenomenal. Like he's, he's a hundred percent pure wonder kid material. (laughs) He's fantastic. Like golden boy, a hundred percent golden boy. Got it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, be updating this as the season goes on. Like, listen, we know Graven Burke's not there. Greenwood's not there. Harvey Elliott's not there. You know, Gavardial. Um, a lot of these great players, they're going to make their way on there as the year progresses. Uh, we're not even in, you know, game week one. So mm-hmm. let's let's get rolling and uh, put in the comments section who you should, uh, who we all should be watching out for this, uh, this season. And do you um, have any minute, final minute thoughts about the Gold Cup? I gotta, I gotta. Listen, we don't need to like, you know, well, let's just say Greg Berhalter went in asking for one thing. He wanted to blood some youth talent, right? Get some young guys, some tough CONCACAF minutes because – just because you go in and, and you got to play El Salvador and El Salvador, the USA always on paper is technically better. Doesn't mean they're going to walk out of there with a W, okay? Because it's a different breed. Um, and it, and the Gold Cup really did personify that. We saw some amazing, crazy games. Um, and the full Mexican or very close to full Mexican senior team certainly saw their fair share of competition and learned some things about themselves. But I got to say, Greg Berhalter, he deserves uh, the tip of a cap. Um, anyone that's been doubting him, this guy has a vision. 
and he is going to, uh, he understands he's in like, you know, inning four, inning five, or at halftime of this vision, um, and that it is a process. But man, beat Mexico in the CONCACAF Nations League, beat Mexico with basically your C team, um, and learn at how deep your talent pool is in the process. Um, and do it in not really the, the sexiest way. Uh, it was just awesome. And I got to say, watching that game, you felt as they went into extra time, this team, you know, with the injection of Buzio, uh, Kellen Acosta was out of his mind. Miles Robinson, 24-year-old center back from Atlanta United. Uh, I think some Prem teams need to look at him or some, some teams elsewhere in Europe need to look at him. Um, they were just completely out of their mind. Um, no doubt Mexico would probably beat us maybe eight times out of 10 on a regular day, but that game, once it became a war of attrition, I kept saying to whoever was up with me at that time, this is the United States, uh, game to win. And, and they, they got it done. So, uh, what a way to finish yeah. the pod for us listeners. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now world cup qualifying, man, because that is going to kick up and that's, that's the most important. Right? That is. And we're here to cover it for sure. Okay. We are. Uh, it was nice doing FC Water Kid episode 60. Guys, comment down below what you want to see next, next topics, thoughts on this pod, your predictions. We want to hear it. Uh, so, here with another pod, we're out. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>